Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. A shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see, or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness she shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. A wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the little calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Numbers chapter 16, verses 1 through 19. Now Korah, son of Izhar, son of Kohath, son of Levi, along with Dathan and Abiram, sons of Eliab, and On, son of Peleth, descendants of Reuben, took 250 Israelite men, leaders of the congregation, chosen from the assembly, well-known men, and they confronted Moses. They assembled against Moses and against Aaron and said to them, You have gone too far. All the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. So why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? When Moses heard it, he fell on his face. Then he said to Korah and all his company, In the morning the Lord will make known who is his and who is holy, and who will be allowed to approach him. The one whom he will choose, he will allow to approach him. Do this. Take censers, Korah and all your company, and tomorrow put fire in them, and lay incense in them before the Lord. And the man whom the Lord chooses shall be the holy one. You Levites have gone too far. Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you Levites. Is it too little for you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to allow you to approach him in order to perform the duties of the Lord's tabernacle and to stand before the congregation and serve them? He has allowed you to approach him and all your brother Levites with you, yet you seek the priesthood as well. Therefore you and all your company have gathered against, have gathered together against the Lord. What is Aaron that you railed against him? Moses sent for Dathan and Abiram, sons of Eliab. But they said, We will not come. Is it too little that you have brought us up out of the land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness, that you must also lord it over us? It is clear that you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey or given us an inheritance of fields and vineyards. Would you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come. Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, Pay no attention to their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, and I have not harmed any one of them. And Moses said to Korah, As for you and all your company, be present tomorrow before the Lord, you and they and Aaron. 
and let each one of you take a censer, put incense in it, and each one of you pre present his censer before the Lord. 250 censers. You also, and Aaron, each his censer. So each man took a censer, and they put fire in the censers and laid incense on them, and they stood at the entrance of the tent of a meeting with Moses and Aaron. Then Korah assembled the whole congregation against them at the t entrance of the tent of a meeting, and the glory of the Lord appeared to the whole congregation. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 7 through 17. Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Remember the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all, the, all kinds of strange teachings. For it is well for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by regulations about food, which have not benefited those who observe them. We have an altar from which those who officiate the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. Therefore, Jesus also suffered outside the city gate in order to sanctify the people by his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp and bear the abuse he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Through him, then, let us continually offer sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are, not please, are pleasing to God. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls and will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with sighing. That would be harmful to you. Good morning and welcome to the third Monday of Advent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Isaiah 11, Numbers 16, and Hebrews 13. And this morning we have uh, an admonition to um, respect our, our leaders. And the Old Testament story features several tribes of um, Levi um, and others from Reuben, and they come to Moses and say, why Why are you better than the rest of us? And Moses tells them, okay, well, uh, light torches and lamb before the Lord, and God will choose who's to go before God and who gets to um, kind of uh, uh, mediate or or be the top dog, as it appears. Um, and as I'm sure Moses would say, like, this is not a job you want. Leadership is too often mistaken to be, you know, something at the top, right? Uh, Moses is closest to God and, you know, even, they even say, why, who are you that you get to exalt yourself above the congregation? But I think Moses would say, um, yeah, that sounds nice, but I'm always cleaning up your messes. I'm doing a lot more work going up and down Sinai and this and that and the other thing like, we want to be the cool kids, but that's not what leadership is about. Um, Moses is, you know, constantly bickering with the congregation. God is out to get him once or twice. Like, leadership is doesn't necessarily get you more benefits. Or if it does, it, you know, in the military, I don't know if I agree with this, but for example, in the military, officers have a lower bar for getting medals. Like, officers, I don't think, get AAMs. You know, if they, you know, 
uh, jump on one foot while rubbing their belly, they get an RCOM, whereas an enlisted man would get an AAM. Um, and the idea, I've heard the idea behind that being that they have greater responsibility, a heavier burden to bear, and so the awards are, uh, you know, the military is more loose-handed with the awards because the idea is they've got all this responsibility. Um, and I don't know if I, I don't know how I feel about that, but I've heard it said once or twice. Um, and Moses certainly, um, you know, doesn't reflect the kind of status or position or responsibility that many of them would probably actually want. Um, but what they see is someone getting access, access to God. Um, and the reality is a little bit different. There's a lot more work involved in what Moses is doing. And not just work, but also like emotional or spiritual work, like the people coming up and getting upset that they don't get to talk to God. So Moses says, okay, fine. Um, I I didn't choose this. Um, but since you want to know, let's all, let's, Let's leave it up to God. Um, in the story, I, I imagine will go on tomorrow, but essentially what will happen is they're going to light their torches and God will put out the torch of the man that God chooses. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Moses. Um, and that is to show the Israelites, look, I didn't choose this. I'm not lording it over you. In fact, that's precisely what they accuse him of. I'm not getting something out of this without putting out, putting in a shit ton of work. Um, and so if you want to do it, hey, let's let God decide. And I don't doubt for a second that Moses probably th- thinks internally like, oh, fuck, pick someone else, pick someone else, pick someone else. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but I think that's probably the way Moses feels. And I think there's a, a lot of, there's a cottage industry about leadership and leadership training and consulting and uh, Martin Dempsey, I remember um, when I had him talk uh, for a class I was giving at Duke, he, like his, he retired and he just became a leadership consultant. And so because of his, his experience and training and status, like that was really what people are after. But to give it a name, he gave it leadership consulting. Um, and I don't doubt, I actually have great respect for Dempsey. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just, we really, I don't know. He's the kind of leader that I actually really respect um, because he's down to earth. And I think that kind of brings it full circle to like, what does it mean to be a leader? It's not to be at the top. It's to be at the bottom with a plunger and a dust mop. Like you're the one cleaning up the messes. You're the one that makes things happen. You're the one that cleans up afterwards. And because of all that work, you need, I don't know if access is the right word, so like when I did the Yellow Ribbon Conference in 2011, there's a small handful of students that put this thing on. There were less than 10 of us, maybe, yeah, there were like five or something, a handful. Um, and, you know, we got access, quote unquote, to a bunch of people who had status because we were putting on this conference at this high status place. And um, it was a really... Subject is really interesting and important, and so I got access, quote unquote, to a lot of things. But what the average, you know, the conference attendee, or just two days, like they didn't see the months and months and months that we we planned that. 
Um, they didn't see the you know the heartbreak and hope and everything else, the, the emotional roller coaster that we went through to put it on. Um, so leadership is, I mean, we talk a lot about servant leadership, but that's a redundancy. Good leaders are servants. Um, Moses, he, you know, maybe some things about him I don't necessarily like, but he got shit done, and he made it about um, what his mission was. You know, he was God's messenger, um, and he didn't always like it, um, but he made it happen. He made sure that um, the Israelites um, were watched over, and he advocated for them on numerous occasions, keeping them from further toil and misery. Um, and so when we think of leaders or commanders um, with, you know, the men of, was it, Koath? No, Korah, son of Korath. Um, when we think of leadership, we often think that they're above us. But that's kind of an optical illusion. Um, they are the boots on the ground, you know, the the good commanders, they're the ones who lead their men from the front. Um, they're the tip of the spear, not, you know, rear echelon or something. Um, and that's why I think Hebrews has this encouragement to remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you, speaking certainly of Moses. Um, the The end of Hebrews was this passage that I remember when I was going through my conscientious objector application and yeah, my commanders were not the best. Um, some some were okay, but a lot of them were just kind of assholes about it. Um, and I could have just kind of been an asshole back, or maybe I could have like stopped wearing the uniform or gone AWOL. But the passage that stood out to me was this passage from Hebrews. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep being watched over your souls and will give an account. Do it with joy and not with sighing, because that would be harmful for you. So there's this pragmatic you know, tendency, right? Don't make it more difficult for you by making it difficult for your leaders. Obey them and make it a, make their job a joy. Um, because we have this skewed understanding of leadership. We always have. Because we're jealous and covetous, we, we want the thing that we, that we see. We don't want the thing that actually is, right? You think of a, a beautiful woman, there's these videos going through TikTok. Um, one of the like memes is, um, I'll, I take a little bit, uh, oh, I see what you've done. You've mixed a little bit of uh, mental illness and a lot of physical attraction and put them together and made, you know, the part from Moana is like a barnacle, but you made you. Um, and the joke is like, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, right? Don't judge leadership by what you think, by what you're looking at. Because once you open the book, once you want to take on leadership for yourself, you'll learn how much work it is. And um, certainly Romans has this um, uh, passage. No, Romans? I'm, I'm not sure. I can't remember now. Acts. Acts 5.9. Um, obey. We are to obey God, God's God rather than people. Um, and ultimately, that's true. But if the if people, like Moses, for example, have us doing something that God would also have us do, then there's no conflict of interest. It's not mutually exclusive. Sometimes it is. But insofar as your your leaders, your commanders, 
um, are acting in virtuous ways don't make their job a burden because their job is already a burden. Don't, <laughs> don't covet leadership. Don't covet access because everything comes at a cost. Um, and nobody knows that more than people who have been doing it, right? Like Moses and Paul. Um, Paul didn't write Hebrews, but whatever. Um, and so there might be some pragmatic gain, you know, making it easier on your leaders might make it easier for you. Um, but more importantly, um, we don't always see all the work that goes into it. And it's important to appreciate, you know, that kind of work that it entails and not make it, you know, sure, not make it harder on you, but also don't make it harder on them. Leadership um, is not always what we initially kind of assume it is. A prayer for the election of bishops and other ministers from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, giver of every good gift, look graciously on your church and so guide the minds of those who shall choose bishops and other priests and ministers that the church may receive faithful pastors who will care for your people and equip them for their ministries. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.